Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I recently had a word with our boy, Mr. Daniel Wong. He seems to believe that all things are created equal. Microphones, human beings, and dwellings. Well, I have to say to you, you are incorrect, sir. I have come down from my estate to the footy garage. The garage where the men like to let it all hang out. And I must say, despite it being dilapidated and full of beasts that have come and gone, as well as men who have also come and gone... Various times. There, it is quite quaint, and I am quite comfortable. I believe I will remove my slacks, trousers, undergarments, my pants, what have you. Sir, I'd like to say fantasy. We'll be speaking of fantasy. I won't get into my fantasy as yet, but I will leave that up to the burly men before me. Sir, Deitch and Mr. Forrest... And, ooh, sexy charms. And, Dan Wong. Another shout Thank you very much, Nigel Nigelson. Remember when, when we invited Nigel onto the show for the first time? About, what, a month ago now, probably, right? Who'd have known that he'd still be sticking around, entertaining us, and introducing us, and doing all sorts of stuff to us in the footy garage on a weekly basis? <laughs> We can't get rid of him. We just can't. It's like herpes. No. Picturing, picturing him in his undergarments. I wouldn't know that, Dan. Is a is a picture in itself. Well, that's just th- thank Christ that we're doing this obviously all over a Zoom call and not in person because I don't think any of us would want to spend too much time with with Nigel Nigelson in the person, so to speak. But I could be wrong. Anyway, welcome to Footy Prime, which we're calling it for the time being. <laughs> Might change it soon as a previous conversation may dictate. Dan Wong's laughing over there on keyboards. Danny Dickio, Craig Forrest, and your street James Sharman. Uh, Jeff Cole's around somewhere. You seen Jeff anywhere? Hello. <laughs> Is that your Jeff Cole impression? <laughs> Try again. Hello. It's not bad. I've heard. Does, does Danny do? Can you do an American, a Canadian accent? I can't. It's the one accent, one accent. I, 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 I've never, never been under an American or Canadian accent. Like, you can't can do, do a like, Western you know, voice? No. Not even, like, a Southern American? Well, I could try a little bit like this. <laughs> Is that any good? 
It's not, is it? It's horrible. Ditch? Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Never know what you're going to get. So the answer is no. Holy jeez. No, it's a tough accent. It is a tough accent. Completely untalented, you two. Well, yeah. and it, it, all the guys he picks, Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> Great Americans. Uh, Forrest Gump. And the Gumpster. Then. That movie came out. It is tough, though. Oh, jeez. Good movie. Great movie, but not for Who's a Forrest being Gump a goalkeeper for a football team. Who's a Forrest Gump of football? The guy that's kind of, you know, land like accidentally landed in these incredible situations and is there one Peter Crouch <laughs> Crouchy no, Crouchy was a talented footballer he was just a 100 goals oh, in the yeah. prem he, no he was a talented footballer yeah. trying he to think of a footballer that landed on his feet and now has a brilliant podcast way better than this hmm. <laughs> it's a tough one we need to come back to that one yeah, Should the Forest Gump of football. Someone that's accidentally stumbled upon an amazing career, playing with probably some great, great players. Thomas Gravison, right? Mm, he might be one. He Real stumbled Madrid. into Real Madrid, Everton, Everton. Yeah, there's a couple. There's some out there for sure. Generally got, speaking, though, how the hell did he nick that move? Good agent. We should look for or agents. or a good World Cup. There's a few, <laughs> eh? Because if you had a good World Cup, yeah, played three or four really good games, got a big move. Jordi Cruyff. Who is the Portuguese lad uh, moved to Bayern Munich? Had a oh. great Euro. Young kid. Yep. Complete brain freeze right now. Me too. So obvious. You know it is, did you? But he never panned out, see? He came, he came over to the Prem, failed there. Oh, my God. I cannot remember the Swansea's. Yeah, Swansea, yeah. Yeah, she's dreadlocks. Yep. Oh, I know who you're speaking about. He's, he's actually playing really well again in France. Oh. Dunny would be going loopy right now. Yeah. Dunlop. R- Renato Sanchez. Sanchez. That's right. That's Renato it. Sanchez. There you go. Yeah. Where yeah, you go, can't geez. miss prospect, right? He's going to boss the world. Even And he's still good. I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like you got that mega move. Well, how much Rodriguez? Bossed the World Cup in 2014. Correct. And, okay, he's done okay. Got the big move to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out, really. Had some moments. Mm-hmm. And now he's having more moments at Everton. He's pulling the, the reverse Thomas Graveson. Yep. Went um, to Bayern Munich as well. Struggled a little bit there. Yep. He's actually apparently come out and said he doesn't want to play in the Premier League no more because it's too... They play every day. Too industrious. <laughs> too difficult. Too physical. Yeah. <laughs> Weather, Ooh, it's yeah. a grind. It's a grind. That lovely Merseyside winter. Oh yeah, that's more like it. He just doesn't want to say. Yeah. Well, you guys, did you guys see Charm's face that entire time, feeling sorry for the professional footy player? Wet blankets, these guys. See, My is, God, they piss me off. You guys are talking, and he's making faces. This stuff just pisses me off when I hear these these. <laughs> it wasn't all. It wasn't supremely all talented. Supremely talented. You know. Elite athletes whining about where they're playing I while think they're it's pulling in, in a North massive America. paycheck. I think it's probably, yeah, you don't have you have a bad season and you don't have to leave town. You go out for dinner still. It's not easy. I get it, but do you regret one moment? No, I I, I enjoyed that uh, as well. Like I enjoyed the what it meant to them. At know. times it was heavy though on you, right? 
Yeah. Especially sure. when you're like around, you're in a club at a time, which happened a couple times, like with Ipswich, where you're close to relegation. And you know, you know this, like in a club like Sunderland, you get relegated, things change. People, people that have been there in the heart and soul of the club, players will leave and everything. And most players probably don't really care, but it, it weighed on me. I was like, oh my God, like there's going to be so many people lose their jobs. Yeah, I guess even walking into All the club, All on the back right? of a result. When you walk into the club and you're likely going down and you're past the, the tea lady or you're past the yeah. cafeteria staff or you're past whoever. And, and you could, you probably do think, man, this my performances could dictate that person's future. They do, yeah. i got to say, footballers never think that way. Too selfish? Yep. Really? Footballers that I know wouldn't even think about it. Did that. you? I did to a degree, but like probably after the fact. I never walked into a club and thought, my performance is going to dictate whether you have a job at the end of the year or not. I think for the most part, like the tea ladies, the equipment guys, people like that are the mainstays, Craig. Yeah, they're not They've been there a long time. Yeah. But it's more they can always afford the tea lady. Yeah. Right. It's more the people kind of either in marketing or in media and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's a different level. All of a sudden, you, you've got to bring in television cameras every game and you got this pressure for VIPs. and yeah. Your whole brand goes up as soon as you're in the Premier League. Yeah. And you've gone from a staff of a hundred to suddenly five hundred. Yeah. So when when a <laughs> yeah. coach says, you know, in, in the you know first game or last game, and says, "Listen, guys, we're going to win and lose as a club, not a team, as a club. Everyone's in it together. We're going to succeed because the way you play in the field and the way you make tea is <laughs> <laughs> all bullshit. You never think that way. No, it's it's not that. I mean." We were lucky enough to play for clubs that were very community-driven. Sunderland and Ipswich were big parts of the community. Um, I actually had to do an interview yesterday with a guy that's writing a book about Preston North End, which is another club, the last club I played for before coming to Toronto, which is another big community club, very historic club, very old club. And he was talking about how I'm kind of a cult hero still there just because I'd scored a couple of good goals later on in my career there but because I was just a different profile and he said why do you think that is and I said I really don't know because I'm very humble in a sense that I know I wasn't a fantastic striker like we see in the Premier Leagues and the top league but I think it was down to the basis of me just being a guy that put my head down and worked hard no matter how bad a game was going for me whether my touch was off whether I was missing chances and I think the fans bought into that but he, he mentioned as well that when you play for a community club like I did for Sunderland, even QPR growing up, it's a big part of the whole club. It's not where a coach is coming in at the end of the season or in a semi-final of a cup final, whatever it is, and saying, listen, we're let, we're, we're, the whole club is, is counting on us. You already know that. You already know the culture of that when you're walking in and playing for them week in, week out whether it be the fans letting you know, whether it just being part of that that community week in, week out, because you're living in it. Yeah. Going to Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's, yeah, <laughs> Tesco's, and you're seeing supporters yeah. there week in, week out. You, uh, you can dad, feel my, it. I remember we were going through a bad patch. I think it was probably went through more bad patches. <laughs> Had a few good ones, Charms. But anyway. I didn't say a word. I know, but you just the way you looked at me, you're like. <laughs> I know you had a just, good career. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was like, 
oh, you know, I was going to, you can't, you don't understand that. Everywhere we go, we're just getting hammered. I can't do anything. And up in Sainsbury's, and he's like, you know, oh, beforehand, he's like, you got to, you know, you have to take it there. They do buy tickets and, you know, it's all part of it and they love it and just have to deal with it. So we're at Sainsbury's and these guys start giving it to me from aisle freaking <laughs> where the fucking toilet paper aisle. And they, 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 they fucking force your shit, you know, something like that, right? Uh, with my dad, he's like, what? did you just hear that? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just heard that. Force your fucking shit. <laughs> he's like, that's it. Where are they? He wanted to find them. He wanted to beat them up. So that was the least of it. His talk went out the window. Oh, it? yeah. He's like, how do you put up with that? I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Jesus. I, I, I think I told you this story on the pod before about me and Sunder being out for a meal with me and my wife. I told you about that one? Yeah, the Indian one, but we'll listen to it again. It's a good one. Where the, where the guy comes up to the table and he starts having a conversation. And I, it's just... Me and my missus, there's other couples within the restaurant, and he starts talking about what's going on at the club, and I'm like, I'm trying to be as diplomatical as possible and trying to edge him away, and then I kind of talk about some other stuff, but he wants to continue diving into Sunderland and what's going on and why are we not signing this player, and then he starts getting onto my performances, and and in the end, my missus is like, are you going to tell him? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to now. So I said, listen, I'm out with my wife. Um, don't get much time to spend with my wife and just, you know, with the kids and stuff. Is it possible that we can end this conversation? And he was like, I pay your fucking wages. Don't you ever talk to me like that. So I said, what do you do for a living? Just out of interest. He said, uh, I'm a dustbin man, garbage man. I said, that's interesting because I fucking pay your wages then <laughs> with my taxes. So we're either going to end this conversation politely or we're going to step outside. And he offered me outside. Yeah. So I'm going, Wow. Hmm. That'd be the front page of the news. <laughs> yeah, of the exactly. World. So I'm going, You ain't winning calm that. Calm down. No my missus is calm down, pulling my foot under the table. I'm going, No, leave this. Leave it. But it just shows you, like, like Craig said, you're in grocery stores or yeah. you're walking up the high street and you're getting looks. It can be very, very good with good game or well done Craig or, or it can be very very bad yeah. there's rarely any in between Les Seeley you know Les Seeley God rest his soul what a great guy goalkeeper coach for me at West Ham former United goalkeeper as well he uh he got I remember him getting that same comment like we pay your we pay your wages Seeley he goes how about you fucking don't come to the game and I'll see if I get paid <laughs> oh that's a touchy one Oh, he had a few. He had a few. He was warming me up at Coventry, and they're and they're they're not giving it to me, and I'm playing. They're giving it to him. See, they found. I was like, Liz, I thought you played here. He goes, Yeah, but when I left, I said the best thing about it was a road out of Coventry. <laughs> you said that publicly. He's not oh, wrong. Yeah. Oh, did he? He's oh, not yeah. Wrong. So they're giving it to him all sorts. Wow. Yeah. But I I, I hope one day that we can build this club here in Toronto and have that kind of similar community vibe where... When you can't go for dinner with your wife without getting... No, not that, but just like (laughs) that it means a lot to... I still get the feeling that going to a Toronto game, there's a a hardcore bunch of fans, but there's also like 
60%, 50% are just there for the social. Sport consumer, social. Yeah. And yeah, it's not exactly. just TFC. It could be like the Leafs. It could be the Raptors a bit well, as well. We know it is. Yeah, but isn't that, that's not a bad thing, though. I mean, what you described there and you described there back how it is in England, I don't think it's healthy. I know the passion and, and the love of your team, that's important. But I don't think it's healthy that you can't go out to freaking Sainsbury's with your dad or you can't go out for dinner with yeah, your wife yeah. without being confronted. Whereas over here you can. You can, yeah. you know, a Leaf player might get some, some guy yelling on the street, but he won't be confronted. No. You know, I think it's healthier that way. That's how sport should be. It isn't life and death. Well, didn't you have a Loblaws thing here? Yeah. Yeah. So you did get confronted. But was it about EPL? I forget that story. It was about another... It was about a goalkeeper that I accidentally injured. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> <But> accidentally. <laughs> See, Deech, they always pick on you. It's yeah. Like, so unfair. He was like a fan of Aston Villa, I think. And I was like... Well, he was in, He was English, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So really, you're just son. you're in Canada, but it's, How many it's the same guys. This was about 25 years ago. Oh my God. And I don't even remember the incident. He's a nutter. He's just uh, a, a loser, yeah. right? He hasn't got much else going in his life. But no, we, I don't mind having banter with fans, whether it's good or bad. This banter, this healthy, good-natured banter, and then yeah. there's yeah, when, when you have to the, you know, really ask the guy to go outside. That's not healthy. Yeah. No. And if I got my kid with me, I don't want to really be swinging people around Loblaws. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Spot to shit. Dad. Dad, what are you doing? Yeah. Put that man down. The whole argument, you know. Get him out of the freezer. Use, oh, we know. We, the fucking we, Royal Galas apple <laughs> section. <laughs> if you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? A Royal Gala. I a love Royal Gala? Those fucking apples. Don't throw them on the fucking. I'm really into the uh, the uh, honey crisps these days. Ooh, they're good too. Sweet mm. and crispy. Yeah, except you eat that as a dessert every night. You're gonna pack it on. The sugars are pretty high in oh that one, right? My yeah. God. yeah. What was the the big one in England? Granny Smith, really, right? Granny Smith. Mm -hmm. yeah. Granny Smith. You get them here? Oh yeah. Golden Delicious. Spit Golden time. Delicious. They like the yellowy ones, aren't they? I'm not a fan. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I like them. Yeah, that's what yeah, my missus says, but like the great for me. You, I have, like to, you have to eat them, eat them with Golden them Delicious. That's way. They go off. They, go to, they get mushy. The king? The king of apples. Whoa. What is the king of apples? Uh, Pardon me. King of Sorry, apples. guys. I just came out from the sewer. Is there a king of apples? The no, big apple. I think I think it's the, the, the red delicious. Like, it's shaped like an apple. Like, it's... The big... Yeah, shiny. probably. So it's yeah. waxy. A little bit waxy, though, at times, I find. Yeah, but but I think the actual apple itself is a pitcher. Is the red delicious? Not necessarily the. Is it called the red delicious? Flavor. Yeah, yes. Red delicious. So you got the golden delicious, you the got the red delicious. Same family. Same family. But then there's also like. In the, the delicious the, family. The classic, like the guy that holds it all together. So like the Macintosh. <laughs> You're right. The, the Macintosh. Wii, the Wii. The Wii Macintosh. Yeah. I never knew we had such connoisseurs of apple on, well, uh, on how the many show. Different types of apples. Well, we're not are really, Dan. But <laughs> no, we know okay, a couple. How, we know a couple more than you. We're just making complete shit up right now. I'm I love hanging you. around with you. I, I feel like I'm so okay, smart. Just because he knows three more apples than me. You said connoisseurs. Of you got. Apple? But at the back, holding the fort is my banana. Um, on a five-a-side. <laughs> What are we talking about here? No. <laughs> Best five-a-side fruit team. I thought you, oh. I thought you were going to ask if what type of banana. If you said five-a-side like. fruit team in England, it would mean a totally different thing, guys. <laughs> it would do, yeah. Yeah. 
A plantain could be up top, though. <laughs> Sorry, just someone say five-side fruit. Yes. Fruit team. I remember. I'll leave you to it. That was Nigel again, sneaking back in. A, p- a pear and goal. Pear of what? Watermelon. <laughs> pear of what? Just a pear. <laughs> watermelon in goal. Just a big fat yeah, watermelon. Cover it up, I suppose. Move. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Fruits aren't great movers. No. They roll pretty well, though. Not bananas so much. Answer me this. Is a tomato a fruit? It is. Or a vegetable, Craig? It's a fruit, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I hate that guy being so more intelligent yeah, than He's me. trying to Smart. catch me, eh, Wonger? He's trying to catch me I know. out. <laughs> Fucking Dickio's all over you now. <laughs> yeah. Let's reach for the top on Footy Garage yeah. slash Prime. Do bananas grow in trees? Yes. They don't. What are they? Stocks? I don't know where they grow in, but they're not trees. And I saw that. Actually, you know what I learned that from? Watching The Zone, one of those little filler things in between, and it was... um. Oh, who's the yeah the Burnley striker, the Swiss international? Oh, but he's got Ashley Barnes. Yeah, English it was, name. It was Ashley Barnes. It told me that. <laughs> so this this is coming a full circle back to sport now. See, back oh, to yeah, football. Good. Yeah, but you don't have the answer. No, no, I do. It's, it's like a tree. It's not a tree. It's like a like you a plant. Just, but you, you just know it's not a tree. <laughs> but what is it? It's a planty type of thing. Not only that, I had to answer only one way, right? When someone says, so is it a plant? If I said yes, it kind of ruins the entire thing. So you say no, and then Sharm's got to pontificate, motherfucker. Right. Pontificate. Longest word used so far on this podcast. That works sometimes. Well done. Several syllables. What else a place in Yorkshire? Pontificate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from pontificate. Sorry, it's pontifract. <laughs> it's near tumultuous. Just pass Halifax. Pontificate. <laughs> it's been there a few times. Uh, hear the story there. this week about uh, fantasy football and how it's getting quite the press in UK. Villa play, have, have banned their players from uh, taking part in, in their fantasy football leagues because it leaked out that Jack Relish was hurt. Through. Through. The Villa players dropping, right. dra- <laughs> dropping it from the their their uh, fantasy teams. Yeah, yeah. Interesting because Dean Smith actually thought that there was a mole or a leak in the changing room. A leak's uh, vegetable, by the way. Good. Is it a leak? Yeah. Welsh vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> so he thought there was some kind of mole and was like really upset after the game because they lost two 0 or two one. I think it was two one. But it's come out now that. In the Premier League circles, the players have set up these numerous fantasy Premier League um, divisions between themselves with big money. Talking about big money, it could be a grand each, whatever it is, in the pot. So you can think, you can win up to like, if there's 50 teams in it, winning like 50 grand. So apparently, the Leicester players that are either in the England team or Irish team, I can't remember who it was, are in the same league uh, division as some of the Villa players and Tottenham players are all in it. They had witnessed, because your team has to be in by a certain time prior to the first game kicking off on a Saturday. Right. I think the Villa-Leicester game was a Sunday game. I think it was a Sunday game. They noticed that 
all the Villa players had dropped Grealish. They all pulled him out of their Which team. Meant. So some of them were triple captains, <laughs> whatever it is. Captain, they pulled him out and put him on a subs bench, put two and two together, and they've said, Gaffer, there's no way Grealish is playing tomorrow. He's like, what, what do you mean? We, we've got our scouting reports and this, and you know, a lot of our game plan is surrounding Grealish. And he said, no, we know this for a fact because so-and-so, A, B, C, and D, have pulled him out of their fantasy Premier League. They would never, ever do that because they're close to the top of the league. We're getting into the final months of the season. They wouldn't do that. Mind you, the fact that he's not playing might have been the reason why he didn't, not the fact that they knew. Yep. Right? I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic player, isn't he? So now Pep has come out with a, with a quote saying that... Pep's full of shit. <laughs> he really is. Uh, I love Pep. I don't he's think brilliant. he's full of shit because his team are 19 unbeaten now as well. Yeah, but regarding this, though, he, he goes, he has never heard of fantasy football until this week. Never heard of it. It's been around for 20 years, for Christ's sakes. Everyone plays fantasy football. At least. Yeah. I, I can believe this with Pep. Because yeah. he's so ingrained, he's like a football junkie. Apparently he goes into his dark room after training sessions, games, and watches tape, and he's constantly... Yeah, we're pretty into it too, and just being involved in it, you come across that. You come across yeah. fantasy football. Yeah, the, 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 he, he's just no, I don't think so, Shams. I really no, don't could be think right. so. could be right. He's like crazy professor when it comes he is. to football. He, he's a nerd. He's the ultimate football nerd, isn't he? But at the same time, a lot of managers managers would find any way possible in trying to win a game or trying to win one over on the opponent. So we'll look at Bielsa last one? year with Derby, right? You know, yeah. spying, spygate. I mean, Pep did say it's unethical to leak team news, but it must happen all the time, right? I mean, when you're in, in that world and you've got mates on other teams, right? Yeah. It must slip out that so-and-so is not doing so well. So-and-so's got it a does. knee injury, it right? Does. Yeah. It does. You know, I, w- I always found that it was set pieces more than Like, if you're watching, you know what the team is generally. You've watched tape. You know, watched lots of games. You know how they play. You know, probably keep it pretty much the same, but if they're doing something different on a set piece and you've witnessed yeah. somebody was like, hey, watch out for this, they're going to... They've been working on a lot. See, f- for me, there was there was never ever a, a, an example of finding out from a fellow teammate. You you would try to get a little bit of news, or there'd be a staff member trying to find out from another friend who's at that club. But most players wouldn't give information that we're in the starting team. It's the guys that have either been bombed out mm-hmm. or. They're not in the team. Yeah, they're not happy. They're the ones that you have to watch out for because they are willing to give information to try and get one over on their own club to one of their friends in another team. Even when they're part of that club. Just Even when get, they're just, part of that club. Really, eh? I've, not, I've known that to happen. That's a yeah. malevolence of unknown proportions in sports. That's bullshit, isn't it? Even you might dislike the manager, the owners. They're still your brothers in that room. And you're going to just do what you can to... You know, underserved. Then that's bullshit. Yeah. That would do my head. Some in. players are cynical. They just, yeah, they don't care. What about during like the windows and and someone's you know rumored to be on the way out and it's clear he's, he's leaving for for a rival at some point. At what point does the coach say, okay, you're not taking part of training this week. You're you're, you're out of training because I don't want you potentially leaking information to your new team. Again, what are you leaking? Yeah, is that that's a good point. Is it over when when the whistle blows that that 
you well, know, like I say, you watch these guys it? over and over again. Like you pretty know. Like if you, yeah. Like if you, I mean, the average fan out there, if you probably watch a bit of football, you're going to see City play this year. You know what they're going to do to you. <laughs> Horrible things, worst you things. Pick, than your poison, just pick your poison. Pick your poison. You want to try and close them down? Yeah, I think I think it's more just personnel of like. Is is Forrest playing in goal this weekend, or is yes? Is, is Big Dicky yeah, playing exactly. up top? Player. Like, Put the ball in the box. <laughs> but as Craig says, like there's not Dracula. There's sometimes there's too much overthinking going into these situations, and I don't know. Uh, do you think? Do you think Man City, for example, you mentioned Pep. Pep, we can all agree, is one of the great managers of all time. Right now, he might be the best, but regardless, he's a he's an extraordinarily great manager. If you put I don't know. Gary Megson on the sidelines coaching Man City with that current team, how much worse would they be? A lot worse. <laughs> a little bit biased there, Deech. I sense a, a hint of bias there because you hate Megson. Okay, not not Megson. Okay, John Carver. John with Carver? Respect, respect to John Carver, but he's not Pep Guardiola. Yeah. I think, though, that like Pep does also agree that with the way he plays the game, he needs top, top players. He knows how to put them in place. He knows how to work with them. He knows how to do it, but he still needs that. He's, he understands it's about players. Can you agree? So, like he knows so, he, so he knows is, he, is it easier he then for, for a crap manager to coach a great team? Is it easier or harder for, or easier for a great manager to coach a terrible team? Well, good question. Mm. I think it's harder for a great manager coach a crap team because great managers think in a different way and, and Pep I've just mentioned it he's a football junkie like Antonio Conte is another guy a football junkie they're like, they're like 24-7 football they're studying tactics they're working on individual implementing certain skills and training methods to, to help and it's just like an overload at times and I think them going into a crap team it would send them into such a whirlwind where mm-hmm. A crap manager going into a good team, he would feel he wouldn't have to do too much. So he'd kind of sit back and go, "These guys are going to win me have games fun. anyway. Have fun. I'm, I'm going to have fun while I'm here." Is a really good player that's been a really good player his whole life since he was a little kid, and he ends up in a crap team as a manager. They struggle. Yeah, because they never they were never surrounded by the, these like one and done. A lot of them guys are one and done. Yeah, their first head coach job, Alan yeah. Shearer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Shearer got the Newcastle job. A lot of guys, eh? Um, not a great team at the time, struggling. Had Shearer gone the route of, I mean, I know Frank Lampard got fired at Chelsea, but went go down a division. Like Wayne Rooney, for example, at Derby right now, he, he's he's it's still the league championship, it's still a good league, but he's not being thrown into the fire straight away. If Shearer had done that, do you think he had the the, the acumen to become a great manager? Not sure. It's, it's just a different mindset. Like it's got to be one though. There's so few like English managers. Like you know, we we focus on the Premier League. Obviously, there's so few English star players who become great managers. Mm. You, you know, around the world you see it, but in any sport, but very few. Why? why? I mean, Shearer being a great example. Well, even back in the day, like there was high hopes for the likes of Glenn Hoddle, mm-hmm. Brian Robson, who was a fantastic player. Even Roy Keane, guys like that, or like born leaders on the field. But it just shows you when you're on the other side of of 
the game and trying to manage players, different personalities, trying to manage off the field situations with board of directors, marketing, mm-hmm. branding. There's such a, a big... Completely different. Like Completely surplus different. of things you're having to deal with. Yeah. And I, I think these guys that have been such high elite players, they can't deal with it. You know, Del Gleish did a good job. for them. Del Gleish did a good job. That's you know that's probably the best example, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I would say. Sooners was Sooners had his. Well, he won the championship. Blackburn yeah. did well in in Scotland with Rangers. Turkey. Went out to Turkey. But let's not compare him to like you know the great managers of all time. No, right? But he had a good career. Okay, yeah. so tell yeah. me this: Would you class Pep Guardiola as an elite player? Yeah. Not, not. He, he, there's no glitz or glamour to his game, but he played in some really good teams, and he he was like the, uh, I guess the the, the Bushkets of of his era, right? See, I've I've had this argument with numerous people, and they they, they don't class him as an elite player. Why they class him as an elite coach? But but he was he played in some great great teams, and what he did, he did better than most people. Mm. But he wasn't glamour and glitz, right? He wasn't flash. I think he knew what he was good at. Yeah, and he did it well. And I think he does that as a manager too. Well, I, well, I think that's those are the guys well, that it's you know. It, I like the guys like like the teachers like you guys like your your love you know guys that that have made, found it quite easy mm-hmm. and right to the top and they've always been star players. I'd rather listen to the guys that it got there, but it wasn't easy staying there, mm-hmm. you know. And you know that you're playing against. The mass majority of time, a better. Well, that's interesting. Like, teams, like both of you, really. But you, you know, I'm, I'm assuming through your your ki- as, as a child and youth, you were the best player in your team in most teams, right? I'm assuming, right? No, you weren't. So, at what point did you make the jump to professional football? Because we've all played in teams before, and this, you know, the kid who's really, really good, who probably isn't as good as a professional is. But I mean, you, you must be when you're like eight years old, nine years old, ten years old. You must be the best player on the team. I, I, I don't remember being the best player because that's just not how I, I've, I felt like being in a team. But you were. Were you always <laughs> a striker? No, I was a midfielder, actually, growing probably up until 14. Yeah. And then the academy director tapped me on the shoulder. like five foot. Yeah. <laughs> in the six months. Yeah. And he said... He's uh, like a baby elephant on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he basically said, he said, uh, you're not going to play midfielder anymore. So like, We're putting you on fucking top. We're going to hit you on the diagonal. You're going up top, number nine. Were you happy with that? Well, I couldn't really say anything. He was the academy director at QPR. Must have been fun, though, scoring goals. Yeah, so it was at that time Better where I think... Them. Oh, yeah. Know, are are you kidding? Kid. I love playing goals as a kid. God damn, I loved it. Oh, that is moments, but scoring a goal, come on. Come on. More chicks. I got close. And more what? Chicks? Yeah, I'm assuming. So the lead guitarist. Yeah. Well, they're the stars. Star yeah, you're, you're, right? you're the drummer. Yeah, exactly. Really important. You know, a yeah. good drummer, you're a bad band. But yeah. let's be honest, the lead singer and lead guitarist. What's Wonga? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the occasional keyboardist. I'm the roadie. <laughs> yeah. He's I a sub. He's a drug dealer. And the drummer's replacing The hash dealer. <laughs> you can always replace the drummer. You can, oh, yes. I'm the bassist. I stand in the back. I was the uh, <laughs> Phil Collins. He was a Don Henley. It turned out okay for Phil. Yeah. Susudio. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great song. But back to uh, um, what's the other one? Pep. Anyway, 
Studio. No, no, it's a studio. But the um, oh my god, what's the one? He's talking about uh, witnessing a stabbing. It's, it's the big drum, drum. No, that's oh. in the air tonight. In the air tonight. Yes. That's, you know what? Holy that, shit! That's about drowning. Not that's a, drowning, yeah, not, not stabbing. stabbing. Drowning. It's not stabbing. It's drowning. No. Well, stabbing is much better. Is it drowning? Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, sorry. Maybe they're getting stabbed I got my underwater. Death wrong. Getting stabbed underwater or something like that. <laughs> Ooh, imagine the, the blood in the water. Yeah. It's a great song, though. Genesis. Someone tweeted about it. If you can't, if, you, if, if you're not air drumming when that kicks yeah. in. in the Actually, car, that was Phil Collins. That wasn't Genesis, right? That was Phil Collins, yeah. Yeah. The first time he fronted Genesis, I believe. Did he front them? So, like the Gabriel leave and then he, he yes him? oh yeah okay and they were looking for a lead singer try to whole bunch out he gave him a bit of a wherever whatever <laughs> and the first time he played his lead in a concert was in I believe London Ontario really yeah wow and the rest is history might have been Windsor but I'm not, not sure. since Dave Grohl have we seen Genesis were Genesis were at BMO uh, like in 2008 I think they were the only concert and then they ruined the pitch and they were like, ah, I don't think this is going to work, right? Couldn't really ruin that pitch. It wasn't Genesis, though, with uh, the original. Like, look, Peter Gabriel wasn't there. I bet you. No. Mike Tyson in The Hangover, remember? In that movie, The Hangover, Mike yeah. Tyson. And they're playing this song, and he's going crazy. And he... <laughs> Is that the part? Is yeah. It? It's a great song. Great song. The Mrs. Loves Peter Gabriel. It's almost a slow dance song. It's like a grade eight slow dance song. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, you have to. How did we get to Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins? I don't know. In the air tonight. In the air tonight. Oh, no, we're talking about you. When, when uh, yeah, you were never the best player in your, your youth teams. Uh, it wasn't that wasn't oh, yeah, the best player. That's right. Lead singer <laughs> and the chicks. drummer. Yeah. You're the drummer. Yeah. yeah. Score on goals. The best DJ. Score on goals. <laughs> Come on, it must no, be the just, best feeling like, in the world. I didn't really think about... When you're young, you don't think about... I look at some kids now in, in youth teams and stuff like that, and you can see it on their face and just the, their their body language. And press it. They, they're like, you really think you're the shit. You haven't got a clue what's ahead of you if you think that you've made it now. You have kids come in the TFC Academy? I'm not talking we, about just Not right now, but I'm saying but you, you've seen it, though. At yeah, that, that level. plenty of times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's amazing, isn't it, when you think, well... You might be the shit in Toronto, but nobody outside of Toronto or in Madrid or Manchester or Liverpool, like, they have no fucking idea who you are. Yeah. And the chances are they won't. Ever. So it's tough. It's tough. You don't want to... You don't want to <laughs> Craig's <laughs> going down that dark road again. <laughs> you don't want to break that... Sorry, I'll break out of it. I'll break out. I'll break out of it. But it's true. Can you please... Mr. Forrest, guys you please come to my child? Just, just drives me crazy. <laughs> my son's not... You know, he thinks he's better than he is, Mr. Forrest. Yeah, let me at him. talk to him? Let it's me, like your, let me it's at like him. Charm's dad telling him he's never going to be a doctor. <laughs> the opposite. The complete opposite, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I would be... If it was my kid, I'd be wiping the attitude off. I'm like, you know, you haven't done like wait you know, like even if you've done something you have you know but i see it in hockey as well even watching hockey like youth games like some of my my friends kids and even some of my uh kids friends as well we go and watch them i'm like that kid there's such a little douchebag <laughs> like he doesn't pass the park he skates around like with his swagger i really want him to get hit <laughs> 
you know what time it is, 458. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Just before And then Danny. when they get hit, he's like, yeah! <laughs> Way to go! Oh, sorry, sorry. Is that your kid? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. It's a bit like when, when, when Dunlop comes on this show. Comes swaggering in here. Douchebag? Yeah, all these great clothes, you know, looking great, you know, and just uh, you know, great hair. Knows it as all, and thinking, uh, oh, he's a little looking a little more disheveled. Let Brendan down. take over. He's a little more disheveled nowadays. He's a bit these days, yeah. Gonna say, doesn't look good. <laughs> Never seen look worse, actually. <laughs> That's not true. He uh, he rocks the long flowing grey hair really well. Great um, hair. It's almost time for me to go to the washroom, so we should start a new topic, which you guys can talk about while I'm. Uh, Otherwise engaged. Let's do fan fan questions and comments. Yeah, yeah, there's some great ones. Actually, they got some good ones this week. It may, surprisingly enough. Yeah, like to think. Well, why don't you go to the loo? What are you I'll trying to say about our fans? Sean? They're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> They're idiots. Just like us. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Let's see. First question, Dan. First question was. Uh, oh, I've got to pull it up on Twitter. So, excuse me. Um. For Craig, was there a young Canadian player, hopefully you can answer this, who was up and coming while you were with the national team that just never met their potential for whatever reason? You don't have to name them, but position or something like that. Never reached potential. Yeah. Whatever that means. Potential would... Yeah. Well, well, I could mention guys that maybe wasn't lack of even ability why they didn't reach their potential it was probably lack of or more from the fact that they were Canadian and at that moment there wasn't many breaking in anywhere in Europe so had a stigma against them a little bit right like you can name that person what did you want to name somebody um Dale Mitchell oh yeah you know somebody like that it easily played in Europe and I think that those guys were probably. Better. I mean, he did have a good career. I mean, he was played a lot over here too, and whatever. But John North Cat, American John Soccer Cat League Love then? guy, you know, he was a big center forward that would have done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the guys. That Dasso speaks about Dale Mitchell fondly and says he was a really good striker. Yeah, knew how to finish. Like as you said, didn't reach the the heights, which was probably not his own fault. It was just never, a matter of circumstance. He didn't have a passport and stuff like that. So exactly, it's yeah. unfortunate. But you said could had the had the quality and the the standard to play in Europe, whether it be in the top leagues, we don't know, but easily in the championship or like in Scotland or Scandinavia for sure. Yeah, that was uh, Bergman Hotspur off Twitter, and. Uh, Here's a good one from at UJ11. Is that Yoon? Yeah. He says, Olivier Giroud, which is more factual? Top five striker in the Premier League or best hair in the Premier League era? <laughs> Hold on. Top five strikers ever. <laughs> That's he said, he, I think In the Premier a, League. In or the Premier top League. Top five strikers now in the Premier League. No, with the best hair. Or the best oh, hair. Oh, the best hair? For sure, best hair. Yeah, top five. Right? I, I haven't seen this guy. Is This the guy who just scored that crazy bicycle kick, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And he's he has really, great really hair like Dunlop. He's striker is what he is. He looks like a male model. He's got like the suave hair. He's got a French accent. Better hair than Dunlop. Yes. Miles. Like, like good Dunlop. 
Not current Dunlop. No, no. Well, because he's probably better looking too. So like Grecian <laughs> formula Dunlop. More talent. <laughs> and not too bad of a player, by the way. No, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Yeah. Is he the most underrated player in the league? I think he's uh, he, he's got a lot of stick because of it could be from the World Cup, his national team um, exploits where he didn't score a goal. He spells. He's a World Cup winner, Champions League winner, Premier League winner. Unreal, isn't that? That's some kind of fucking resume there for for people that want to be critical of Olivier Giroud. He's very good link up play. He's, he's a good. Not, he's a good like professional. Like good he, professional. He, he comes unbelievable off. in the air. Yeah, like aerial. He doesn't care if like you know play whatever you just play me wherever. Yeah, and whenever. he has got great hair. Mm. Right. Okay, last one from Stuart Mack. French guys, remember Giroud? Yeah. Um, Ginola. Ginola, yeah. Great hair, too. It is not me. It is the hair. hair commercials. Yeah. Head and shoulders. <laughs> Talking in that one, did you see when um, I think Ginola signed for... So you say Ginola. I used to always say Ginola and got hammered for it. Oh, Ginola. Ginola. I used to always say Ginola. Well, Where is it? David Ginola. Ginola. He Ginola. signed for someone. I think he signed for Everton, okay? Yeah, it was Everton. And Gaza was at Everton at the time. So in his first um, training session, it was on Twitter last week. They had a video of it, and Ginola has just finished his press, whatever it was, before training, and Gaza kind of came out at the same time, and he's come running out with this long wig on, and he's running the legs to David Ginola. It's, it's and it locks her like... I'll, yeah, I'll send it amazing. to you to put up oh, on, on our thing. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, last question, Stuart Mack. Gerard is on the cusp of a league title in Scotland. Lampard is out of a job. Henri in Montreal with rumours of jobs in England on the offer. Rooney at Derby. Roy Keane is free. Who will be the first former Premier League player to manage a Premier League winning side? Henri quit today, actually. He did not. Yeah, he did. He quit. Quit, Mont- quit Montreal for family reasons. Yep. Does not want to go to the US for three months. So is he going back to France or what? Back to London. Back to London. So eh? he lives, yeah. Uh, so, sorry, we'll get back to the question. Has sure. Henri got a family? I don't think he's, he's got married. kids. I don't think he's married, but he's got kids, and he said that was, that was the issue. He, okay. he um, by going to Orlando, I think they're based in Orlando, right, Montreal. No, there's a risk. Of, there, there's a risk of hiring a guy like that who's like, yeah, don't fancy that. That was my initial cynical thought as well. I'm not surprised by this. He doesn't need it bad enough, right? And there's talk about the Bournemouth job. He was after that, right? Yeah, so Big maybe uh, he'll re- reappear somewhere. Maybe that was a reasoning why because. They didn't give him uh, an opportunity to go for talks with Bournemouth, but there was there was talks about when Vieira and Laurent Blanc were being rumored for the TFC job. Mm. Would it be the same situation? Are these guys here for the long term? Are they really coming here to establish themselves as good coaches to move the club forward, or is it a stopgap situation until for sure something else? If they do well, they're gonna boom gone. And I, I'm not sure whether that is Thierry Amory or whether it is family reasons. I'm not sure. But I feel that MLS clubs have to be very, very careful with who they're appointing. If, hey, maybe sometimes they want a stopgap coach just to get them through the next two years before they, they bring in the real person. Or get some PR even. Yeah, with, or with even the big PR. Name. Or it brings certainly... Bums on seats. There's that. Yeah, but I, I'm with you. I mean, let's be honest. Most big-name European players becoming coaches aren't looking at MLS as being a long-term fix. Going back to your question, I think Steven Gerrard is going to be the first former Premier League elite player to win the Premier League. 
Do you? With who? <laughs> mm. That is the question. <laughs> when is a question, perhaps. Oh, when will he they're winning, move They're winning the south. Scottish League. He's winning that all day long. What are they, yeah. a million well, points up? Neil Lennon quit this week as well. Yeah. I think Gerard's a guy as well. I think Gerard will replace Klopp, and it may not be in the next couple of, Well, I think in a couple of years he will. I still have this nonsense about Klopp. It's such bullshit. It does my head in. Yeah. And look at what's happened to that team this year. But uh, Klopp's not leaving unless he wants to. He's not going to be fired in a couple of years. But when he does leave, it's a natural replacement. Yeah. Obviously. That's why and, I and feel he's... championships under his belt as well. He's going to be the closest guy. I, I think Frank's going to have to take a lower team job to build himself up again. Gerard Lampard. Yeah, not once a, again, eh? No, no, no. Winning. He's not going to have the team that's going to be capable of winning it next time I would imagine I think Keane's too volatile for a top club to, to bring him in um, Thierry Henry may be a possibility of Arsenal but I see Arteta building something there now and yeah. staying there for a bit it's tough, it's tough for an English or British guy to go into a club and, and be at a top level like Frank Lampard tried with Chelsea Okay, how about this, what about Scott Parker? who's actually doing a really good job at Fulham yeah. at the moment. What about him doing another year or so at Fulham and then getting a big job? So the big question now is, because of Brexit, clubs are not going to be able to bring in foreign managers now, Craig. So there's rumours about Scott Parker and younger head coaches like that getting the opportunity to coach within the Premier League now because... Well, if, the, if, the, if that's the case, then that's going to happen for sure. Yeah. So that's interesting as well. There's also going to be probably some issues with players and work permits. Yeah. Or for international players, younger international players to go over to England now is a really, really slim opportunity now. You talk about Dale Mitchell, which we just said there before. But yeah. even if you have a passport now, you haven't grown up in England. It's going to be very difficult for you to go on trial or to go and and, and get a team in England to take you on board because of the new rules that have come in with FIFA and Brexit, which is crazy. Um, I missed the first question. What's the first question? Jeez. Throw me under the bus, sure. Is tomato a fruit? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. Oh, it was directed at uh, was my Craig, question. but which a young Canadian player who didn't really live up to his... Oh, yeah, and what was your answer? Del Mitchell? Really, he, no, he was more well, political. More for the fact that... I didn't really know anybody that I thought that that should have made it and they didn't live up to Oh, that. I see what you're saying. Okay. But there's guys that maybe weren't given the chance that actually lived up to their potential but other people didn't see it that way. Can right. I can I give can I give a recent one as well? A guy that I worked with that I thought would really push on and had the ability I felt to play at a decent level, even MLS here, and that's Mo. Mo Babuli. Mobapuli, great, great, cool, yeah. And he's still playing for Forge, and he's doing well for them. But boy, what what a talent! And he did really well. Like he he spent a year indoor, right? And then he was going to play with the, the famous, the infamous, yes, Metro Stars, Craig. That's right. We but he came back sometime. from somewhere to the Metro Stars. He was in like no, he went Syria. He went to Syria. Syria that's it's correct. actually an incredible story. He went there. Uh, he has a Syrian passport, and that was to get to Europe, right? And oh, really? uh, remember when we sat with him at dinner, one of the Metro Stars at one time, 
I've got the full story yeah. and I've forgotten it now because I'm an idiot. But essentially, well, he went we did to a Europe, press conference with, with them with, for the Metro stores because they were going to play in Kingston. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, something the Syria used his passport, hoping that. to get hoping to get a move to another country, another league, and it, it didn't work yeah, out. I for spoke him. to him about Draw that. Yeah. But, um, it, it, we should actually get him on the podcast, maybe, because it's a really fascinating story. Yeah. Because he had a lot of skill, didn't he? A lot of technical ability, and you yeah, see that in the very CPL. Very talented boy. Very talented boy. Um. I don't know whether it is through. Is he done then? How old is he? No, he's, he's playing still, CPL. He's still playing no, I know he's Forge. playing CPL, but could he ever be like be promoted somewhere? I still think he could play on an MLS team. Maybe not be a starter at first, but I look at some of the MLS players, strikers throughout the league, and he could easily be a good addition to teams coming off the bench or just for a talented player like that it's is such is such a a waste in my opinion like he should be playing at the highest level we can no disrespect to CPL but but hey it could be a character thing it could be misfortune whatever it is but i just feel he he was a guy that i really thought would go on and and play a lot of games for TFC didn't work out from here he went elsewhere but he should be playing at a a, a higher level uh mark gray asks uh it's from Craig mainly, but I'm sure this is an opinion. Uh, he's, your opinion on Leeds goalkeeper, uh, Ilan Meslier. Uh, he's 20 years old, right? He's got eight clean sheets this year. I think that beats Joe Hart's record for someone under 21. And yeah. his question is, like, is it su- too soon to label a 20-year-old goalkeeper as a great goalkeeper? Like, the maturity, maturation process? Uh, no. No, it's not. I, I think it's it's rare that you see uh, talented goalkeepers at that level. Um, with the consistency, that's where usually that the thing, is, is it? it's usually what le- lets them down, and the fact that it's an emotional roller coaster for goalkeepers in the best of times. And when you're young, it's like your highs are really high and your lows are really low, and it's just yeah, and it and it plays on you. So it's hard to be consistent because it's hard to keep your head in it. That's why I found more so when I was younger. So, but it's not impossible. Move on, like guys like him, yeah. cold as ice. Yeah, they they do exist. Mind you, you were, how old were you when, when you became number one at Ipswich? Uh, twenty. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It does happen? Right? It does happen, but I mean, Ipswich weren't in the Premier League at that time, and they if if the timing of when, like when I got there, they were they were the shit, right? They, a few years before, they won the UEFA Cup, and but if they were in, oh, they were in a lower division when I got my chance too. Had they have been in the Premier League or at the time the First Division, would you have been given that opportunity, do you think? Not at that probably age, no. They probably would have bought somebody in with experience, yeah. yeah. Which is, I have to give a lot of credit to Bielsa because Bielsa bought this young goalkeeper in from, I think it was Lorient. He was second choice at Lorient. He wasn't getting games, but he's obviously had good reports on him. Played fantastically well in the Championship actually omitted their real first choice keeper. I forgot the guy's name. I think he's a Spanish or, or South American guy. And on the years kind of appearance that, they, that they've seen from him, his quality, they bought him and said, you're going to be our number one guy in the Premier League. Now we've all watched Leeds this year and they've been fantastic, really good team to watch, really exciting. But defensively, they've been shocking at times. So for a young keeper to be behind probably one of the most unstable defensive group, although you said they've had eight uh, clean sheets, they've also conceded a lot of goals. And some of them have been mistakes from him. 
but Bielsa has stuck by him. And I think for a young goalkeeper to have that belief and support behind you from a head coach, especially mm-hmm. the the head coach of Bielsa's stature, to have that belief in you is critical. And this kid is going to go on to become a very, very good keeper. It wouldn't surprise me to see him in the national team with two or three yeah. years' time. And you know what a good position he's in there too is because Bielsa is like he doesn't change. He likes the way they play, wants them to play a certain way. This keeper is going to be busy all the time. And when you're young, that's also a good thing. Is that That's a great point. Is that better to, to learn behind a, a bit of a porous defense and a, and a coach that plays oh, the more, attacking more, style? Well, it's, it's reps, right? So the right. more you're dealing with stuff all the time and you're dealing with that constantly and you're getting thrashed once in a while, it's just all character building as well. So it's a good situation. And then that's another thing, though. You never know if a goalkeeper like that can go into a team and stand there for an hour and not do anything and then come up with a world-class save. Yeah. Or make Some, a rash decision because he's Well, that's what I mean. Out. That's what I mean. Some guys aren't made like that. they got to be somewhat busy. It's interesting as well yeah. because I, I had to do kind of like a project for the club on under 23s. Uh, football in England so I spoke to a lot of Premier League head coaches and just about their scouting their loan systems and we got got on to speaking about goalkeepers and three or four of the clubs said when we're looking at clubs for our young goalkeepers to go out to we do not want to send them in the, in the football league to teams that are at the top because more notably the teams at the top are scoring plenty of goals and the defensives are pretty sound we send them to the bottom place teams in either Division One or Two to get incredible reps to really put them in the firing line to see how they react. So that was interesting for me to see. And I, I got to say, one of our best keepers we had in the TFC Academy, he came from one of the smallest clubs in the GTA area. They used to get pelted probably six or seven, one, eight, two every week. But when he came into our club with numerous other good players and keepers around him. He was the star, best keeper I've seen in our academy over the eight or nine yeah. years. So he wasn't beaten down by the, the losses? No, he just he would, he already experienced yeah. that. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you got somebody, like, some parent come along, like, my kids won this in the Ontario Championship and da-da-da-da. Yeah. He's had six shots. <laughs> exactly. And some of those teams are so dominant, you know, when they're really good yeah. at that level. So, I mean, you're like, you, there's no learning in that. Yeah. I had a couple of good teams when, like in Vancouver when I was growing up. I mean, getting into it, was they were, we were pretty dominant. I got enough work, I guess. <laughs> I played in a few dominant teams. Well, my team. Anyway, it was night. It was short that that particular Sunday. Good old Jeff um, team. Tito uh, says uh, Craig Forrest is my favorite goalie of all time, and someone who the national team need to hire as head coach. Yeah. Any interest in replacing John Herbman, Craig? <laughs> oh, John's doing a fine job. <laughs> World Cup qualifiers coming up soon. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be... I'll be there. Yeah, Kinky, yeah, you're part of the staff, Deech. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to you leaking uh, selections to us for our fantasy football. Yeah. What's the uh, where, when? I know you said it's coming up. I know I forgot the date. So the two games are, I think... In 
March 22nd is the week that we kind of meet up and the players fly in from all over Europe and the world. And I think that week is, in the middle of the week, is Bermuda is the first game and the second game is Cayman Islands. But we're having to fly down to, to Orlando to, to play these games because obviously of the restrictions that are in place here in Canada. We can't have any teams coming into the country and flying back and out. the whole qualifying thing is all thrown out of whack, like it's completely different. Well, I know we were talking about the hex like a year and three months ago kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What's changed now? What is CONCACAF doing? You would know. I don't know. Well, Canada have to play four games, I think, now, Craig, is it? Yeah, they got to play this round against the punch bags. Like, I don't think we've ever played World Cup Cola, but never, like, against ranked teams like that. Well, how low are Like, are they playing like the Cayman Islands? 150. Yeah. There's, like, 12 people who live in the Cayman oh, Islands. Oh, they rank, like, 150 or six. Like, it's... Do, do you think you get the full squad out for this? Or, I mean, these, these games are oh, obviously yeah. winnable games, but... Well, it's a FIFA date as well. It's a World Cup qualifier, so... Oh, yeah. Player, teams have to release their players. The only consideration is that from Europe and certain places in Europe is the quarantine rules in players going back. Mm-hmm. Our players going to have to quarantine for going to a week or two weeks after coming back from Florida. Now, that's going to be a tough question for, for a lot of these players who want to represent their country, who want to play in the World Cup, and also for John and his staff to manage and adapt if certain players have to pull out. You have the strikers, right? You're working with them? Yeah, I'm going to work uh, with the strikers and the forwards, but uh, it's really interesting how John sets everything up. He's got certain coaches working with certain groups, but he has the overall say on mm-hmm. on the tactics and big discussions going on. So it's You really do have me. to sort of utilize every minute because you're not there with each other very long. That's the key thing as well. So you're getting guys coming in, flying in probably on the Sunday yeah. from Europe. Different so times. You've got, got probably one and a half day. Monday would be a recovery day. Tuesday is a light walkthrough, and then yeah. Wednesday will probably be the first game. Different jet lags from different coming so, west. So think about that, trying to push a message through, and yeah. do you want to overload them with stuff, but you still yeah. have to have a and game plan. And John, that's all he, he's been probably just, that's all he's been thinking about for <laughs> months and months. Yeah. It's very interesting to see right. the different dynamics at international level yeah. compared to club. And you were lucky enough yeah. to play at both. Um, it's just and tournaments are different. Tournaments are totally different. Yeah. yeah. How do you get up for that particular two weeks or whatever it is, or in this case, a few days? Right. You're coming long flight haul, long haul flights. Not easy, right? No. He's gets his sleep specialists figuring out how to avoid the jet lag. You know, it's yeah. fascinating stuff. They, they have everything. Yeah. These international teams now. You got some pretty informed players right now coming your way. Each Carl Laren's had a great season, very yeah. quietly, right? I've Turkey. actually been watching a lot of clips of him lately and some of his games in in Turkey and looking sharp. Looking sharp, he looks a threat in the air. Listen, at the end of the day, when you have the forward quality that that Canada have for these games coming up, as Craig just mentioned there. I don't like to be disrespectful and call the, the teams punch bags because Bermuda have actually been pretty decent as of late. They were good at the, the last Gold Cup, yeah, I were, think yeah. it was. They nearly yeah. they nearly yeah. tied with Mexico. They beat a couple of... John Marrero is a goalkeeper coach. That's right. Josh is there. Yeah. So they're improving, but at the end of the day, when you're speaking about Alfonso Davis, uh, yeah, Jonathan I mean, David, Carl Laren, Junior yeah. Hoylett, 
Liam Miller, guys that are playing in top, top divisions now in Europe? Well, we'll know who to blame if they struggle. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they're going to struggle. And you know what? I, I tell you, you just ruined the joke. We were oh. just going <laughs> to find a beach. Bug ditch the whole time. Oh, blame Deech. Play, play his punch bags and he's in charge of the forwards. And yeah, exactly. The straight guy, Mr. Depression over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's had a long night. Long night. Long night? <laughs> Please just see to bring it. What, 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 we're at time wise right now. Uh, we've some, got uh, we've got to do footy picks. Yeah, yeah. But back then, to the now. I hadn't yeah. finished. We're, we're not, not, not finished yet. Mr. Canadian Gold Cup winner. Not the punch bags, but you know, milk bags. Would you rather like this is in? Would you rather say they got automatically put in? They're ranked high enough, and they're in the hex. But where would you put them in the hex if you rank them? Let's be. Last charms is where would you rank Canada out of the that group? It's so hard to say because I mean I don't really know where the the Honduras is and you know the, those teams are going through some okay, some well, rebuilding. Well, US, so States, Mexico, Mexico yep. So and, and then so, I, I would put them in a it's a bit of a scrap, wouldn't you? Yeah, okay, but say say let's say the fourth, yeah, in that area and sure. you put in there the team that comes out of hammering. And I'm going to say they're not. When it gets to Canada, probably have to play the crossover at Haiti, right? That's a different story. That that's got potential Tough. banana skin written all over it. The game's leading into that. But if they are the ones coming in, whoever wins that going into the hex with all the momentum and just beating up on teams because the teams that will to get in, they have done very well. You're going to be on a high as opposed to being that team that's ranked third or fourth, even just been sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. Like I think even it's a though, good okay, thing. So even though you've beaten up on punch bags, you, well, do you think players still feel the you're high? You're together, and you're yeah. like you're, the team's got time to spend time together, and oh, it's just yeah. I think it's really good. I think it's 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 not easy. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying the, the origins of those other games. I think it's, the the class is like you're miles different. Hmm. I played one team outside of the top 100. <laughs> one, you know who it was? Who was that? Yeah, it was actually Panama at the time. They were outside the top 100. Panama was outside yeah. of the... Wow. Played in Bermuda, too, but I think they were just inside the top 100 at once. But when we ever got a game like that, and it was rare, we were like, holy shit, that's good. Got a chance for an easy, clean sheet here. <laughs> that's well, the you thing know, about if, playing these guys. These guys, it's like pretty much, I mean, they won't, Canada won't concede more than one goal in the first three games. If it does go pear-shaped, though, I mean, there's always that, hopefully, COVID will destroy the World Cup next year as well. And then <laughs> yes. nothing to worry about. So, you know, if, if we can't go, it's if looking we can't go, nobody can go. Yes. <laughs> it's looking likely at this point. If you listen to our provincial government, have you heard about the Euros? They're going to keep playing it, right? Aren't they? But they're the not playing play. it in different countries. No one. They're saying that it's going to be solely played in England. See, that, I know the FA wanted that, but I, I thought UEFA was saying we still plan to play it in the tournament. Yeah, nations. there's rumours coming out this morning from various sources really? saying that it's, uh, the, the government are thinking that is, or oh, sorry, UEFA are thinking of just about playing it in England rather than having teams flying around Europe, especially with the pandemic well, I mean, gone. Boris has it so, so under control. Under control yeah. uh, June 21st, the countdown's right. on. He had to mention it, didn't he? You can have as many people at a wedding you can have outdoor raids. All restrictions raids. gone. All restrictions gone. Like, are you fucking kidding me, Why would Boris? you say that? Even if it's possible, yeah. why would why you Why would that? you give them a date? The, the English. The British. <laughs> are you We're kidding? idiots, right? Yeah. We will hear that and go, okay, 
it's over. They they they've have like yeah. people people booking holidays, they're booking <laughs> yeah. weddings, like parties. Oh man, it's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> disaster. Fifth wave will be a real bitch. Yeah. They um, can't just go to the pub and have a little social. No. Yeah. Have a little couple yeah, of pints. Gotta go get fucking wrecked. <laughs> have a if you don't get it, pick up a bird, you go have a fight. I just can't wait to get wrecked this summer on the patio with you assholes. I just can't wait. Yeah. Honestly, I'll be looking no, forward to that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Even here. Well, we Even, do generally yes. anyway, but yeah. um, I think it's time for that, that time of the show. You ready? It's footy pigs. It's footy pigs. It's footy pigs. On footy prime. We're going to get uh, JC slash Nigel to put some music to that. Yeah, nice. All Jingle right. bells would go We've well got the vocalists, so that's good. All right, we've got three picks up first. Man City, of course, dominant. They've won, like, I think it's 46 straight games right in the league. <laughs> um, up against another dominant team, West Ham. Craig Forrest's West Ham, who have been superb in recent weeks. City at City against West Ham. What you got? 1-1. One, one. Love it. I love that. Ending the run. Ballsy. No, they're still unbeaten. Yeah. No, but they're winning run, though. Oh, they're winning yes. run. Yes, true. Yeah. Uh, no, their winning run continues. Yeah, so like yeah. easily. I think West Ham have been playing really, really well. Super organized. Um they were they were fortunate against Spurs. Yeah, yeah there's been there's been a couple of games where they've been very fortunate. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes you know what it's like, Craig. In those positions, when you're on a little bit of a high, you ride your luck, and people yeah. forget about it. Like the game later, they go, "Fucking West Ham are unbeaten and they're fourth in the league." No one forget. Everyone forgets about that hitting the post or crossbar against. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So you ride your own luck and continue with it. Yeah. And I'm I'm really happy for Moyes as well because he come under a lot of stick. After Still getting it. no love though. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But he's he's up at the end of the year, isn't he? He's only got a year contract. Was it a one-year deal? So I think he, they've got to give him a new contract. They have to. <laughs> but he's doing himself all kinds of favours for future considerations. Although West Ham's close to being sold, right? That's one of the, the stories making the rounds. And new owners come in, they may have their own plans. But if he got let go again, it'd be so horribly unfair. I mean, it's unfair yeah, the first time. Will. I don't think they will. No. All right, next up. I'm going City 3-0. Three That's 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. Sound like my mum, Dan. She corrects me on that all the time. All right, next up, we've got Chelsea at Stamford Bridge against Manchester United. The new Chelsea, who are very difficult to score on. Thomas Tuchel, Mr. Personality, the latest personality to tear through the Chelsea. Premier League. Jesus Christ. Some good games this weekend. Huh? Yeah, no kidding. It, when's this, on Saturday or Sunday? Well, no. Yes. That was a Sunday. Is it? Yeah, the Chelsea last Man two games are Sunday. Okay, Chelsea, Man U. means a lot because it's that day's recovery that Chelsea have got. Chelsea 1-0. Really? Is that Chelsea you said, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go another draw. 1-1. I think he always... Ooh. Say good draws, don't you? Pretty much every game. <laughs> if you go back the last few weeks, Craig's has drawn every game. One, oh, one to the forest boy. <laughs> one, one to the forest yeah. boy. One, one. All right, next up, uh, maybe the biggest game of the weekend. It's a relegation battle. 
Sheffield United, Liverpool. A relegation battle. At Bramall Lane. Oh, if it was your Bramall Lane. Yeah, Liverpool, big difference, right? Oh, with fans. With fans in there. Yeah. This is actually a little... you don't care right now because you won last year, right? Oh, no, I care as far as top four. Yeah, now, right. I, now, they're, now they're... I mean, I don't care about... There's a worry about top four now. Yeah. Oh. Forget about winning place. it. They're done. Nobody's catching City. I don't want the Europa League bullshit Over. next week, next year. Europa League? I ruined my Thursdays. You are such a tough now. Yeah. Now? You didn't used to yeah. say that on Sportsnet. No, I always did that. I, well, when I was hosting the Europa League, I didn't know. You're right. This is <laughs> great. The previous 15 years of my career, I used to, we used to call it the Back, back Garden Cup because we wouldn't yeah. even watch it if there was no Back Garden. We would take the Europa League now, wouldn't we? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Well, Footy oh, Garage, yeah, this is a great tournament. Just signed a deal with the Europa League yeah. and we'll be covering it. Yeah. Oh, six games in the Thursday afternoon with extra time and Four of them finished. distractions. <laughs> Two of them didn't finish. Some due amazing to, uh, teams issues. that we played, eh? That we had on there. Every God. little t- small town. Some Eastern European yeah. awful place with yeah. horrendous xenophobia breaking down the game. And like, no, yeah. we're not finishing this one. There's been some horrible events in the yeah, stands. exactly. Every single week. Yeah. Ugh. Every week. Sheffield United versus Liverpool. Okay. Liverpool was so poor last weekend. Just Especially shocking. after that Champions League oh victory God, they when they were so good. Liverpool 2-1 to to win. win. Yeah, they were like, was like Liverpool can either be dire or they're going to bang four goals. So I'm going to go 3-1. <laughs> no, 3-2. Three, 3-2, two. Three, two, all right. 3-2 Liverpool. Is winning. It doesn't matter what score you say because we'll forget by next week. Yeah. But still, all right, there you have it. At least Craig uh, jumped off the fence this time around. Yeah, a, yeah that a was a good one. You ready to close <laughs> it down? Well done, Craig. Hey, I can it's always one way. with his phone? We've got to be filming that. Where is Nigel? Nigel is no longer here. Every week, my favorite moment. Right just there. wrap up yeah it's <laughs> awesome alright so that's it for one more week um, footy prime slash the footy garage why do we throw it out there <laughs> should we? a question we should ask you okay loyal listeners sorry okay loyal listener <laughs> we, are, we are you <laughs> yeah you you're the yeah, one you, you. What, are you what are you doing with your life um, we are contemplating I think we've almost decided to, to switch our name from Switchy, from Footy Prime, which is a great name, to the Footy Garage. The Footy Garage. Because it footy involves anybody garage. that wants to be part of the garage. We will welcome you into our garage once COVID's over, of course. Yeah. Nigel Nigel's in lurks in the corner of the garage. <laughs> it's much, it sounds in. much better in Canadian and US than English. Yeah, footy garage. Yeah, in England, it'd be the footy garage. That's one word that I've, I've definitely slipped. I just say garage now. It's just easier. Yeah, me too, a little yeah. bit as well. <laughs> and garbage. Gar- and garbage, yeah, 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 not rubbish. Not garbage. Not garbage. Yeah. <laughs> well, it potato, should be garbage, shouldn't it? Tomato, potato. I still say tomato. Do you? My kid just, like, just hammers me for it, yeah. 
Yeah. How are you, Deej? Bagel. Your kids are so Canadian now. Yeah. <laughs> Eagle. They constantly correct my English, and that's even without a Canadian accent. And they're English. Most of them. You should tell them, say, listen to you little shit, so I brought you over here. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. What do you yeah. mean, aluminium, Dad? What, what are you talking about? Listen, you little aluminum fucker. <laughs> I brought you into this world. I will take you out. Oh, that's quoting the wrong dude. <laughs> Who was that? That was... Bill Cosby. Was it? Yes. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Creepy Sharbs. <laughs> when when did he say that? Did he say that on the Cosby show? No, that was on one of his albums. But yes. Was it really? That's yeah, Bill Cosby. it was also in the Cosby show, but it originally came from one of his uh, record albums, LP. Well, he's still uh, allegedly guilty. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> he's rotten in jail right now. He's appealing for the 40th time. All right, we should probably let it go. Um, thank you. We appreciate your, your loyalty. And uh, we'll return probably next week with or without a new name. All right, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.